Hi, my name is Christian Hull, and this is The Sevo Show. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It is Sev on The Sevo Show, back for 2021. There's been a lot happening in my life in the last fucking three months plus. And my last episode was on the 31st of December, as I recall, talking about my uh, summarizing my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s. I guess have to be a little bit more proper and all that shit. Now, fuck that. I'm still the same me, nothing new, uh, just a lot more work and business. Yay, good for me. The hustle's strong. Anyway, uh, in spite of that, uh, let's start the show. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Christian Hull. We cover things uh, including the upbringing of him and his gay self. We talk about the uh, everything homosexual. We talk about uh, coming out of the closet. We talk about uh, what it was like going, uh, living through that and how he dealt with it and community and belonging and uh, what Christian's main aim is to be, or to what he's doing um, with his comedy and uh, and beyond. We also talk about his TikTok fame and how he's managed to pivot that into his successful business where he sells little pendants with roses in them and some negative fuck-off energy. So uh, super excited for you guys to hear about that. And uh, also um, giving me some advice and uh, advice in getting into my 30s and uh, what I should do with that. And also advice for you kids and anybody in between, young, old or stubborn like us, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of sass in this episode. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of tea being spilt. The names have been kept secret to protect the innocent and the guilty. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, more to come. Uh, thank you for sharing it, and uh, I look forward to uh, continuing this uh, season. Off we go. <laughs> even know what season it is i don't really keep count uh, i just ramble on every time but we have a special guest always a special guest but this one's extra special because he's uh over in uh, the east coast of australia in uh i don't know if he's in lockdown or he's just locked down himself but his name's christian hull he's a self-made entrepreneur queen slash king he loves to make tiktoks he's a very funny gentleman and uh he's also released uh, a a book about himself which is uh something i vibe and uh yeah i'm keen to uh get to know him a little bit more how are you christian oh hi what an intro thanks for letting me come on and talk absolute shit Oh mate, let's do it. Uh, yeah. I'm in a hotel. Have. I'm not in hotel quarantine though. Yes. I'm um it's a bit more bougie. I'm having my Ooh. bathroom renovated and I was like, "Ugh, I don't want to be here because there's just dust everywhere. There's hot tradies." And I'm like, "Oh, I could stay for the hot tradies, but no, no so." Do you know any of their names yet? Oh, mate, I no. That but names aren't important to me. I'm like, <laughs> "Hello, take your pants off." All right, see you later. No conversation. <laughs> So uh, um, the last time I heard you were in a hotel room was because uh, you were, it was set up for a hot date. That never happened. Um, oh, that was still this hotel room. <laughs> That's how long I've been in a hotel room. It's been two and a half weeks. So and I'm just, not leaving until I get a really, until this hot date that cancelled on me because I booked a hotel until I get, yeah, yeah. That's, that's look, it's embarrassing, but it's not. I had intended to be in this hotel and then I thought I'll book it two nights early because there's this guy. And I yeah. was like, and then we can have sexy times. And then so I booked it. And yeah. then he was like, sorry, someone else came along. I was like, oh, fine, fair enough. So Typical. you're waiting for him to come back, the same the same guy, or are you just like back on the hunt? Nah, I've had a few in between. I'm fine. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Pretty and what's cool. the, what's the Christian Hull special in terms of pickup lines? You can ask something else. Um, <laughs> it would be, God, that is a great question. Um, usually it's, <laughs> oh, 
my God, you're so funny. Touch their arm <laughs> and then wait for them to respond and then just be like, right, here's my nudes. <laughs> Send nudes and then that's literally it. I don't have a pickup line. Just be overtly friendly. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. that's 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 pretty creep. much it. Yeah, but give me yeah, a little bit nudes. of creep. <laughs> well, it's and on Grinder. I don't go out and socialise. Like I'm never outside of my house really ever. Yeah. So you can only ever find me on Grinder. It's the only place I sort of visit. Exclusive which is to Grinder. Which a gay hookup app. Yeah. For gays. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, Christian Hull is a homosexual and uh, he's a gay. Very, he's gay, homosexual. Um, and uh, he's very open about it, which is uh, awesome to see. And I, I have a lot of friends who are homosexual and who absolutely love you. And uh, a lot of queens out there who adore you, and I adore you as well. I'm uh, I'm a heterosexual, married to a, a woman. Well, for I know. now, yeah, Ill. yeah, yeah. Oh, you are you're a beautiful <laughs> wife. <gasps> I love her. I got to get her to come in and say hi in a sec. But yeah, <gasps> she, she's uh, she's. I saw, I said to her, I was like, I'm talking to Christian next week. She's like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, just just going back to uh, your life story because we're talking about you today. Um, when uh, I mean, you've talked about this in, in, on TikTok, but just for everybody listening, how has the journey been for you um, as um, for your uh, sexual uh, choice and uh, or upbringing or nurture nature? You know all those debates that people have. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to you know dwell into that for a little bit. How's the journey been for you? Really, really fucking easy. I'm really lucky. I've got a very supportive family. Um, I have triplet brothers. So growing up, there was four boys, poor mum. And I don't know, I think mum worked in the fashion industry for many years. So naturally surrounded by gays. Dad worked for Qantas as well. And again, surrounded by gays. So, you know, I think for them, um, they knew a lot of gay people. So they weren't terrified of it. And you know, the unfortunate circumstances for um, people, I think my age, 34 and older, um, a lot of parents were scared. You know, if they had a gay son or daughter, they were just worried that they wouldn't be able to live life to the fullest. And mum and dad knew that, that, of course they were. Like for them, they'd worked with so many and they knew so many. So it was just such a natural thing for them to have a gay son. And um, I think that's why they set such rock solid foundations for me and everything was really easy. Bit of bullying in school, which I avoided um, by hiding in the library like a sad loser, but I did all my homework. So every lunchtime I go into the library, I do all my homework. Then I could get home and watch Art Attack and like Banana Man and God, what other TV shows were on? Oh my God. Um, the Saddle Club? Oh, The Saddle you, Club. The Hello Club? World. I remember that oh song. Oh, my God. This is me. <laughs> what a great show. Oh, The Art Attack too. That brings back so many memories, like the, the overhead down below sort of vibe. You remember yeah. that? Oh, wow. Yeah. That That's, you know, yeah, and you're very artistic with your business um, and uh, we'll get onto that in a second. Uh, what's something people seem to misunderstand about you though? Um, ooh, I don't know. I'm pretty open about a lot of things. I, I censor myself on Facebook and obviously TikTok, you have to censor the living daylights out of yourself because they don't allow you to do anything. Yeah. So when I, when I meet people that know me from certain platforms, they can be a bit shocked at how full on I am. Like very sexual swear all the time um you know i do uh, comedy tours yeah and so some people are like oh let's go see that funny man that wears a wig and makes fun of being a parent and then they rock up and i'm just like yeah and then i fucked him outside and, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and they're just like Whoa, where did this come from so that's that's probably something i'm i get a, a fair bit Oh, yeah. It's it's like uh, everyone, uh, when I was a teacher and now I've stopped being a teacher and they're like, holy shit, you swear? I'm like, yeah, everybody does, you know, fuck off. Yeah. And and now, yeah, yeah it's it's a thing. It, everyone's like, oh, but you shouldn't be swearing. You have so many kids looking up to you and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a- being myself. That's the best thing yeah, they can see. Have you heard 
what these kids are saying. Yeah. Like saying fuck off is nothing. No. Kids are brutal. Yeah. And and they're worse. And I'm like, okay. And yeah. then they blame it on me. But um, so, yeah. And, and, and people just... I mean, if if they if they still enjoy watching your content, they're just shocked uh, after a little while. Then that's okay. But if it's blown their mind and then they don't, don't want to be a fan anymore, then oh well, your loss. You know. Yeah. No, yeah. So that's, yeah. With, with your with your comedy stuff, how did you like come about it? When did you start um, noticing you had a thing and 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 really um, start shining in the limelight? Um. In terms of making videos and doing it that way, oh, I, I used to make mock CSI videos with my brothers when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we always used to make videos. I just, I've got the footage somewhere. Mm. Fuck, it'll be so funny. Like it'll be the most hilarious bot, um, video of just watching these kids pretend to be CSI. And so we'd done a lot growing up and then I'd always wanted to entertain. I wanted to be Carl Sanderlands. So I got into radio. Oh, he's beautiful. And then eventually that dream died because yeah. I'm I'm not I'm too gay, too loud, too sweary, too sexual for radio. Yeah. And that's when I started filming and editing and, and working at a radio station filming the radio shows mm-hmm. and um, putting their content online. And I was like, oh I could do this. When so was I started the, doing my own stuff. When was the biggest big break for you? Um, it probably would have been about, well, it happened. There's a few, there's a few stages almost straight out of the gates. Um, I edited something, um, it was a vine and I posted on Facebook and Buzzfeed ended up sharing it. And so it's one of the first posts that I'd made on Facebook. And I, that was, I was like, oh, guys, I've made it. I am Taylor Swift of Australia. <laughs> Buzz Swift. Um, <laughs> Buzz Swift. And, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so... That was pretty good. I got a, a influx of followers from that and then maybe about another 18 months went by and I made a video about being a nurse. Yeah. So I, I often put on a shitty blonde wig and play a mum character mm. called Trish who got a lot, I got a lot of followers because of her, a lot of Yeah, you have 1.1 million followers on Facebook. That's like that's like harder mm. than YouTube. And you absolutely no, dominate way harder. You reckon? I will say. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah way harder. I, I had a stalk of all your social media things beforehand just for, for research. And, and yeah, you've got uh, 119,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is pretty amazing. Do you, did you get the um, silver plaque thing? No, not yet. Oh, rude. That's so um, rude. No. When you get a hundred thousand, you're supposed to get a little silver plaque. It's a, yeah. I've like never won a trophy or never won anything, so I'm just yeah. like I'm hanging out for it. But you didn't win this. You deserved this. It's different. Oh, yeah. oh thank you. You're so welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so big break uh, on the, um, through Buzzfeed, yeah. Well, I think the nurse video where I play a nurse and it's just like, oh, what it's like being a nurse, and I just edited a sketch together. Um, yeah. And that ended up getting about 20 million views. And so that Amazing. sort of catapulted me out into everyone's yeah. feeds. And that was the moment that really sort of took a turn and worked in my favor. So with your um, with your Christian Hull profile on Facebook, how does it work when it's like, uh, did, was it just your normal, normal um, civilian profile with your friends that you just started putting videos up and then you had to change it to like this celebrity status profile or how does it work? Yeah, guys, I have to change my name. I'm too popular. Um, I got a blue tick now. <laughs> yeah, stop it. Go through my people. I, having worked in radio for so many years and seeing what, you know, people like Kyle and Jackie O did and, yeah. and Fifi Box, um, and I just had my private one. And I knew from working as a digital producer to set up my own Christian Hull page. Yeah. Like I, you know, there's a lot of benefits to creating a page versus a sort of a pub, like a yeah. private profile thing. And um, I had just learned to do that from the get go. So that was yeah. be- quite beneficial. All my knowledge as a social media and digital producer for maybe three or four years before I decided to do it myself is, you know, the reason why I think I've been really lucky and quite successful. Yeah. And you get to be your own real person. You just, just get yeah. to do your own thing. So well, I think that's the thing with yeah. radio. It's very much you've got, you know, 60 seconds to talk. Here's what you've got to talk about. Here's what you have to say. You can't swear. You can't say this. Kids mm. in cars. There's all these rules. Yeah. And then um, I was like, well, this is bullshit. So I started a podcast and started doing 
whatever I wanted on Facebook. I was like, this is the best. This is yeah. so much easier. Unshackled. Unshackled. Yeah. Until, until, yeah. until the cancel culture comes about and says, oh, hey, you can't be doing this, you know. But that's another story. So you had um, your most recent success in um, from socials I can see on Facebook. You had the uh, you started dwelling into the five minute crafts videos where you're absolutely taking the piss. This one is this one made me cry. I was laughing so hard. The one with the cake and the guys putting the cup through to take a slice out um. and then eat it from the cup. <laughs> It's oh, got just, almost oh, 30 million views in six weeks. That's crazy. Has it? <laughs> yeah. On Facebook. That's insane. That's I didn't even TikTok. know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just oh, looking wow. through the stats now. I'm a big I'm a big maths nerd. I'm a big Jesus. statistics nerd. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. 30 million? Yeah. Far out. And then um, for everybody, for a lot of for a lot of your followers, like I, f- I feel like I'm the um, I'm the statistician for Christian Hull now. I'm like your your your, your guy. Yes, please. <laughs> um, I remember when um, you were kind of lingering with your skits on TikTok, and then uh, it, it kind of not fizzled out. It was growing at a steady rate, and then you started doing these duets with paints. Tell me about how that happened and how that came about. The bloody paint videos. <laughs> so this was like another nurse video where I just made something and then it exploded out without me realizing it. I had just been, you know, doing TikToks and just being like, oh, yeah, this I'll do a bit of this. Oh, I'll film this and oh, I'll do this. And then I was just going through um, my For You page and I stumbled across these two girls who had duetted someone mixing paint, like at Bunnings, you know, the paint. Yeah. Um, you put it in, some colours drop in, and then it gets shaken up and they guess the colour. And I was like, this is so much fun. Like <laughs> watching these two girls, I was like, oh, my God, I want to play myself. I want to play. And so I just duetted and I started making a couple and, and posted them out. And, you know, the old story, you go to bed one uh, night and you wake up and it's gone It's gone. <laughs> completely viral and what was really fascinating it was it was just pure luck i posted one um on the night of the donald trump and joe biden first debate which was an absolute disaster and americans were just pulling their hair out and a reporter in the states who works at vox uh tweeted being like oh look if, if you're sick of what's going on in politics watch this guy guess paint colors and her Twitter like exploded and ended up getting like 10, 15 million views, which funneled a lot of traffic into my TikTok and um, ended up like Elizabeth Banks retweeted, um, Louis Theroux. Um, and uh, you had me was, Elizabeth Banks. That's it. That's enough. Yeah. She's and so, and then I started getting interviews for the BBC. <laughs> Ellen producers <laughs> called Flash.0. <laughs> I started doing, um, I did like NPR radio in America. And I was like, <laughs> Why? Like, all I did was literally, like, this was the video. Oh, it's going to be blue. Nah, it's going to, yeah. Oh, it's going to be, yeah. It's going to be blue. No, I'm going to guess blue. That was the video. And then I'm like, guys, I have really achieved nothing here. And But it's just like all, it it didn't really blow up so much here in Australia. It was in America. Like, I got no interview requests or no media here. And then in America, like almost every publication, BuzzFeed, the New York Times featured me in... um, in a couple of sort of things over their election coverage, a Time magazine. Like it's, it was really funny. It was just- that is, that is insane. Just like uh, going through and, and, and having a, a run through all these different algorithm theories of TikTok and how to, oh, how to try to blow that. things up. It's just a nightmare. And you're right when you say luck, because I've had times where I went to bed and I saw a funny video on Reddit and I would just post um, and I just reposted it because I thought it was funny. I'd never seen it on TikTok. And then seven million views later, everyone's raving on about my video about the crab coming out of the bucket and he flings it across and hits the cupboard. Yeah. And I'm like, I-, I just reposted that. I don't want to be a, a, a meme page, you know? But it's, it's like, like didn't didn't you have one? Was there a claw or a hand? Oh, that was Sabine. That was Sabine's video. And what happened was, yeah, she, because she was actually feeding the dogs and she had a chicken claw. And I was like, oh, pretend to scratch me and I'll freak out. And she posted it on her account. And her her account has got nothing to do with like those sort of like toilet 
funny humory things and mm. it's like her best video ever and it's so good just yeah <laughs> but you know uh, that's it, sort of that's, oh, it's, it's so TikTok. weird it is it's it TikTok. Is. so it's just you've pivoted from this big time which is which is the biggest like obsession from me and how you've managed to take advantage of it and i and i'm analyzing the human behavior with how you be yourself first which you do and tell stories of your past and your present which you do and then random things you pick up like these paint videos do, do you feel like you kind of stole the idea and then you kind of it just became yours and you're just like uh i got this idea from them but the paint. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, does well, that, how did that feel? So I never really thought about it because to me, guessing paint colors seems so generic. Yeah. But this is the difference between someone who's 34 and, you know, people in their 20s is um, I, I, I got a message from the guy that was, you know, I'm pretty confident the first one to do it on TikTok. And he didn't seem too thrilled that I did not credit him. Oh um, yeah, I remember this. He he was lovely in the end. I mean, his TikTok did he did look pretty angry, but he's like, "No, I'm just joking." I'm like, mm, "Well, you know." But he he That's everybody, I, everybody. I, I said to him, "Look, I'm so sorry." And I ended up crediting him in in a few that I'd done, but I yeah. was it's just uh, it that, that's a, that's the scary thing about I guess doing anything. Yeah, there's always going to be uh, someone out there who who wants credit or who who's calling you out for the dumbest shit, and it's like yeah. just let me be, let me be me. But yeah, I think he was also a bit upset about how mm. successful I was oh. doing. He had, but he still had so many millions of views, and I just, just I, I did think it was a bit petty. Yeah, and um, but uh, you know, in, in saying that, I, I've I've noticed a lot. I think it's good. You know, people should be credited. They should be credited for their work. Mm. In this case, guessing paint colors, I would hardly say is a stroke of utter genius. Yeah. But um, I, I do like the fact that um, a lot of people are calling out others for stealing their ideas, yeah, uh, stealing artworks and stealing stuff like that, which yeah, no, it, it's really easy to do and get away nothing's with. Nothing's original anymore, though. Everything's borrowed or stolen or re or re tweaked or and yeah. it's, you know it's used as inspiration. And I think yeah, you can't credit can everybody though. Carried away. And like mm. with trends as well, you're not going to copy, you're not going to credit everybody's trend. It's like, where did it even start? Like, where does the trail start, you know? So, um, but but it's uh, it's awesome that uh, your, oh, um, the wife's coming in to say hi. <gasps> <laughs> hi. Hi. Hello. Oh, my God. I just want to say that I love you and you make me smile every <laughs> oh my time God, I see you. You're my favorite human ever. Hi. Um, um, can't hear me, can he? Yeah, because you're no. way better. You're like <laughs> What did he say? I'm only doing this because of you. Yeah. Is this just, just pretend that I didn't say that though. Okay. okay. He doesn't have headphones on. No, so he can't hear. hear this. Okay, great. Okay, love, you, love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, we'll have to catch. Oh. oh, he said you'll have to catch um, your. We'll have to catch up. Yeah, we'll have to catch up. We're in, when we're in. <laughs> Is it Melbourne? You're not invited. Oh, Are you okay. standing? Yeah, I am. I, I like standing. I'm, I'm, it's, yeah. it's, it's a height thing. It's a really tall person thing. I, I, I get real sore. Are you sick my... of people talking about your height? Uh, not really, because that's what got me kind of forward into the TikTok world. I've, yeah, I, I love took, those TikToks. I took so that. Much. I took that. It's and, so funny. You know, like when I started TikTok, I was just randomly putting, pushing out random shit. And I was like, mm. yeah, whatever. And then I started doing tall jokes and then they worked. And then they, I started mm, doing did. teacher jokes and then I married them together. And that's when it blew up. <laughs> and now I'm not doing teaching. My, my wedding photography videos are doing well. Like I did one um, today. Day that's going that's doing okay i've got the lint roller on the groom and i'm like going around mm. him and he's just like oh love this extra service and i get close to his crotch and he's just like hey not not that bit <laughs> that's too extra <laughs> yeah i gotta keep it pg so you know um there's a few other questions i had about um all this but um moving forward into um uh how you pivoted with your business, um, mm. what what came about the idea of your fuck off shop? Uh, again, just out of nowhere. So 
I ended up leaving full-time work in radio, moving to Brisbane and buying a place. And that was in November of 2019. And then infamously, you know, three months later, COVID hit and everyone Mm. went into lockdown. I had planned 2020 to do a national comedy show and when like you earn, that earns a lot of money. So the plan was that was going to be my annual income that I could yeah. fall back on. And and then it got cancelled. And I was like, oh, that's not ideal. I've just bought, bought a, a house. place and yeah. left my job and pursuing this full time now. And so I was a little bit freaked out, but I, I'd had enough sponsorship deals to keep me going. And then I just, I'd always wanted to make and sell merch. And I tried, just try it, like T-shirts, tote bags, tea towels, all the generic <laughs> shit. And it just didn't work. Oh yeah. my God, we had a fall. No, the the dogs the dogs are having a bark. Classic fucking dogs. The kids um, are outside wanting um, me to sign some foreheads. <laughs> Fuck off. Where's your where's your little thing? Where's oh, where's my keys? It's all my keys. Oh, now they're kicking the footy. Great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, kids, fuck them. Um, oh no, that's not like that. Oh, I mean, like it's off. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Uh, we understand what you mean. Right. Yeah. Um, thank God. And so anyway, I, I had made these little pendants with flowers in them yes. and I'd call them fuck off flower pendants. And I was selling them to like Facebook supporters. So these were people that paid $4 a month and that I was just, they were prizes initially. And then they wanted to buy them. I'm like, but these are so shit. These are so shit. Why do you want to buy this? And then they did. And then they said to me, you should list this online for everyone else. And I was like, no one would buy this crap. And so I ended up getting some nicer flowers and making these little resin pendants, screaming abuse into them. Like, you know, like crystals, like a quartz crystal. It has healing powers. And I was like, well, this one has negative fuck off energy. Um, And so I yell into them as they set. I made a a, a video and, um, you know, next minute I'd uploaded it to TikTok and I'd, I'd, sold 50, which I was like, whoa. And then that went to a hundred and then 200 and then 500, then a thousand. I was like, oh shit. Cause I didn't have many molds. I had enough molds to make about 50 uh, yep. a day and I had 500 orders. So I was like, oh, this isn't great. And um, I just sort of let it take its own course. I didn't put any stock quantities on the shop and <laughs> I ended up selling about 12,000 of them and making <laughs> about half a million dollars in the first Six half a million dollars. Mm. Yeah, Holy shit. just from oh. just from like these. I'll hold yeah. them up to the screen. Yeah, just from these, and then I I made a keyring version. Thanks for being so yeah. transparent about the uh, revenue. That's a big fuck off to everybody yeah, else who's ever tried it. That's I mean, yeah. it's, it's awesome because you're you just mm. did it because you wanted to, and, mm. well, and that opened up so much opportunity. Yeah, you mean you you, you spent all pay that money your house now. off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, here's the, th- the thing. I, I, having never had a small business ever before and yeah. seeing that amount of money come in, um, I was like, oh my God, great. I'm going to buy, I'm going to launch this product, that product, spend, spend, spend. I hired two, I've got two full-time staff, Phoebe and Ben. Um, and uh, in January, uh, <laughs> it was all gone. It was all gone. I was like, what the fuck? Where is all this money gone? Well, you know, half of it has to go to tax. Yeah. Then you have the distribution center because I've got a warehouse. They took all postage fees and everything came out of it. And I was just not a- aware of these costs. Yeah. Because you see all this money come in and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is never going to stop. And it did so. It stopped right after Christmas, obviously, because Christmas. And yeah. I went away on holiday and I stopped posting about it. And, um, you know, the first part of the year, I, I the bank account went from, you know, having so much in it. And I got down, I was like, I had two grand and I was like, Oh my God. And yeah. um, I mean, it, I invested all that money back into the company through I've got some dick soaps coming out. Yep. Uh, we've just launched some fuck off uh, plants. So you put a seed in the ground. It's got a lasered fuck off. And out grows this plant with fuck off lasered on it. Um, and so this, the first half of this year, I should hopefully recoup and uh, make, yeah. make millions of dollars. Yeah, millions. And, uh, I'm rooting for you. But so if you could, if you had your time again um, mm. uh, and knowing that that was going to succeed um, for anyone that does go through this as well, um, what mm. would you have done differently from the business uh, point of view? Uh, 
So if I got to do this all over again, I probably, the only different thing I would do to launch would be to have more stock ready to go yeah. and, to, and to have help because I was, you know, I sent out maybe seven and a half thousand orders on my own, printing Amazing. labels stickering them stamp putting stamps on them you couldn't have predicted that and 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 that's like that's what what with sabine and i talking about with her shop as she's building it there's no Mm. there's no super high demand it's growing which is great um Mm. but she has that kind of problem where she has no stock and she's worried that if there comes an influx of orders she doesn't want to let them people down because they're going to be waiting however many weeks like how far back on uh, back ordered were you like i so because I only had one product, I was pretty good in terms of I was very honest. So I never, in Shopify, I never said I've got only got 20 pendants. I said I have an unlimited supply. And what I would do is um, every week I'd sell so many that I'd change the title of the Fuck Off Flower Pendant to Fuck Off Flower Pendant three-week delay. And that's what yeah. it was called. So when they bought it, they knew that they weren't getting it for a long time. And so uh, at, at some point there was a month uh, because I was waiting on molds from China. I was waiting on resin and I was also exhausted. Like I'd wake up at 2 a.m. for about, you know, at, at some point maybe 150 and then yeah. go to bed 12 hours ago by, wake up, do another pour. So every 12 hours I'd have to pour these pendants. Yeah. Um, uh, to motivate me, I just check PayPal and be like, oh, more. <laughs> I'm going to renovate my bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's so where some motivating. money went. That's where some money went. You renovated your bathroom. Yes. That's yes, good. A lot of money went to the bathroom. Ooh. To the two bathrooms. <laughs> did you do a Did you do a video on those? No, because it's really unrelatable. I spent a lot of money on my bathrooms. Um, I have not. Oh. I, don't, I just don't. Yeah. That's probably something. And I just don't, I don't know if people, maybe they'd be interested. Like I'm fascinated with Jeffree Star and his millions and millions of dollars and his insane home. So I probably will end up posting videos of, you know, what the pendants bought me. Yeah, I reckon that would be interesting. Mm. I'd I'd be interested in that. We just bought a van. Um, It's a big white van. (laughs) Such a meme. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ex-teacher now has white van. Headlines all over. <laughs> Film your free TikTok videos inside van. Oh, he's blurred the windows out. Right. <laughs> There's no windows. None. One of those are you doing vans. Like, are you, you going to live in the van? Are you kidding it out? Um, yeah, we're, we're slowly we're slowly working on that. Um, I'm trying to make sure that the business stays afloat. It's doing really well, like in terms of wedding bookings. Uh, the sales pipelines is, is amazing. Um, well, you'll but- find you'll get like hectic as, as yeah. COVID dies down. I'm, I'm trying to really do more with the TikTok side of things, not not mm. to get heaps of brand deals and shit. I want to get business deals where I'm teaching them to blow their stuff up to mm. you really excel from that. Um, mm. And it's working as well. Like I've helped a few right. businesses, you know, do that. Um, and I'm like trying to figure out the whole TikTok consultancy thing because a lot of the Americans mm. are doing it. No Australians are doing it. So I'm like, you know, here we are. Mm. And now mm. I've gotten uh, dipped my feet into, in Perth, we have a, a, a bougie area called the Golden Triangle where all the real oh. posh rich people live. Oh. And uh, I've started to dip my my toes into that area for photos and uh, yep. they don't bat an eye with how much they pay at all. They're just like, oh yes. Oh yeah. yep. Let's do the let's yeah. do the photo shoot. How much yeah, oh, that how was much me. are those prints? Yeah. yeah, how much are the prints? Oh, this much. Oh brilliant. I'll take yeah. four. I'll buy four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well that was like me when I had all the money. I was like don't even I don't even need to know how much these bathrooms are. I'll pay it. <laughs> now now that you've got, you go through that cash flow problem, I'm literally like, okay, uh, if I pulp the paper, I can make more paper, and then we don't have to pay fifty cents for a thing of reflex. <laughs> That's my mindset right now because I know what it's like, and it's good mm. to that's good you learned that, and it's good that you didn't get shat on by the tax man too because most people forget about that, and come tax season, oh boy, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I'd, I'd put a lot into my mortgage in terms of um, a previous tour. Like I, yeah. I invested 
um, I wanted to have my mortgage paid off in three years and I was well on the way to do it. But then it was just invoice after invoice, tax, bass, all of this stuff that I just had not planned for at all. And I have literally, you know, had a hundred grand in the, in the mortgage and now I've got unfortunately nothing in there, but at least it was there. And at least I didn't go completely under and uh, it's a great lesson to learn really early on. And I'm now very, um, I'm not a tight ass, but I'm now aware that I need to be a lot more careful. Yeah, you need to pay yourself first, which is the big one, and and pay yourself as in for a rainy day sort of thing. Moving yeah, yeah. on specifically from the business side of things, because I want to get into um, what your kind of what your goals are or what your goals were growing up as a as a kid to your twenties. I know this will probably mostly be written in your book, um, but mm, without no spoiling it, it too much, um, just to give a bit of a taste test from the Christian pool. Um, yeah, what was it like going from uh, a, a kid who was well, what? What age did you come out, by the way? God, officially eighteen, but everyone knew when I. I mean, you look at the home videos; you knew when I was about five. <laughs> yeah, like you just knew. I was just such a little gay kid. Yeah, but um, eighteen was when I came out to my best friend, and then I didn't really sort of. I didn't lose my virginity till I was twenty-three. So probably, probably then. Yeah, at twenty three was when I really sort of, and and when you when you did go to that next step and uh, you know the, the virginity side of things in your twenties, what was that like in that scene uh, where you're kind of out and about and you go to the gay bars, gay clubs, and or whatever wherever you did? Was it Melbourne as well back then? No, Sydney. I grew up Sydney. in Sydney. Sydney, um, and yeah, yeah what, what was that go- scene like? <sighs> I hate to be like the boring person, but I never went out. I didn't yeah. really drink. Um, I um, <laughs> I did other things that were very inappropriate, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Don't I don't know if it's totally appropriate to tell. No, look. What if it's in I your used, book, no, it's in your book. If it's in your book, no, just say. Oh, exclusive. It's, no, it's really bad. The Sevo like, Show exclusive. Just being a whore on Grinder, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's what I did. And then I tried to was trying to get into radio. So it was a lot of doing community radio, focusing on becoming Kyle Sanderlands and yeah. then hooking up randomly. That yeah. was literally my 20s. So you're pretty much Kyle Sanderlands all over. <laughs> sorry, it cut out. What was oh, that? sorry. So you're literally Kyle Sandilands all over. Yeah, but like I literally am Kyle Sandilands though. Like if you put us both together, we're the same person. I love it. I love it. So um, and then and then moving into your late 20s and early 30s, do you have any specific um, moments, uh, in particular your like comedy career um, that you that you look back at and be like that that was a good moment in your life? Or like a transitioning moment or maybe like, a, oh, shit, this is what I want to do for a while. Yeah. There was um, – I got sort of let go from producing radio and that it was like, wow, I'm being – that's it. I'm, I'm leaving radio forever. But I was uh, – ended up being brought on as a digital producer. So I was like, right, well, if that's what I, I – having never done any, you know, social media work at all, and this was in the sort of, you know, twenty. 13. So this is before Facebook really sort of hit its stride. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm filming the radio show now and cutting it up and editing. And, you know, it's almost like making little TV clips. It's like promo clips. Yeah. Editing up the funny bits and putting them online. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so much more creative than answering the phone, you know, yeah. and what's, yes, hello, 131060, what's your favorite cheese? All right, putting you through, Carol. <laughs> and um, that was a horrible job. And then suddenly I was editing and doing, and I was like, oh my God, I really love this. Mm-hmm. And so I shifted from wanting to be Carl Sanderlands, uh, that dream died. And then I was like, right, I'm going to be the best filmer and editor person. And within, you know, a couple of years, I was working on some huge shows and I was in charge of some pretty big Instagram accounts and Facebook. Ooh. And then someone just said to me, you know, oh, you should do this for yourself. You've, you've, you're funny enough. And I'd never thought about it. I was like, oh, I never thought about it. Yeah, that's actually. And then I sat on that for another two more years before I did anything. 
Um, why, which why I wish did I didn't. That's, why did you yeah, sit on Yeah, I it? don't know. I was scared. And that's the advice I give to everyone. It's like you've just got to you've just got to do it like the it was just wasting time because what i would have learnt in that 2 years um would have catapulted my career forward like i'd have two more years experience on myself now yeah. had i started when i did and i probably I don't, I don't know what I would have yeah. done differently. I might be bigger. I might be making a shitload more money. But um, it could be dead. It could be dead. I could be, it could be dead. <laughs> I'm always looking on the positives. Yeah, I love that. I could have died. I could have died. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so you're better off now. Thing. You're better off now. Yeah, I'm way better off now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God, you're good. Um, that's why you're a teacher. Yeah. So good. Thank you. Um, and but but a lot but that's so common. Everyone's like, oh, I just don't know where to start, and oh, I don't want people to see me do it or hear my podcast. And I'm like, well, if you don't tell them, they won't. So just don't fucking yeah. tell them. Yeah. And also, exactly. they're not looking for it. But your best mate isn't going to be looking online for videos that you've made. You just start a little cheeky account. Yeah, they're not you your audience anyway. Up. If your if your mates yeah. are over your shit, or they they think, oh, who's <laughs> oh, look at you trying to be a comedian. Like, yeah. Okay, thanks for your support, like, asshole. Great, I'm trying. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing with your well, life? I'll remember that when I'm rich and famous. Exactly. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Have you had that? Have you had friends come out of the woodworks? Oh, uh, really? not really. No, I've had some school friends reach out, but mm-hmm. I, um, none that were awful. But yep. just uh, some I didn't ever hang out with. But that's, you know, when you're a teenager, like, you know, these are adult women now who have kids of their own and can relate to my video content. And um, yeah. I love when they message out and they're, you know, you're very different feeling. from when you're 13 to 18 to yeah. when you're, you know, in your 30s. And so some people are like, ooh, why would you want to talk to them? Like they were awful. I'm like they weren't awful. I mean, we didn't connect. Yeah. But also I'm not going to hold a grudge like I yeah, thought you, that was you'd a, learn. I thought I thought she was so cool, and now she wants to be friends. I'm like, I'm cashing in on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like um, later on, if if you've both grown um, into yourselves, it, it's probably mm. easier, you know. Unless they stay oh literally stay behind in the past, and they're still doing the same mm. old shit. Then good for them; they can yeah. live their life. So, uh, just winding it back, um, one specific question I like to ask: If you could go back to your 18 year old self, what would you tell him? Stumped him. I probably, yeah. You know what I would say? Stop worrying about your weight, Mm -hmm. because I remember, like, I was thought I was just, I thought I was an obese sea cow um, for like eighteen to maybe twenty five, and they were my, they were my skinny years, and I was. That's why it took me so long to, you know, lose my virginity because I was like, no, I'm so disgusting, like I'm so ugly, and I mean, I look back at eighteen, and yet. Don't bleach your hair. Don't get the Bieber haircut, obviously. And I, I was like, oh, look, I look back and go, oh, Jesus Christ, I was hideous. But um, just not, not, don't let the weight hold you back because that's what held me back a lot. So I was like, oh, I'm too fat for radio. I'm like, no one can fucking see you, you <laughs> moron. Yeah, but I might want to do television as well, so I'll just wait. Um, and, now, and now thousands, millions of kids are watching you and love, love all your work. Love it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's great. So now, now that uh, we're both in our thirties, I've just entered the thirties club myself. Good for me. Um, <gasps> so yeah, sorry. yeah, it's all right. Um, you know, thirties <laughs> are thirties are thirties are great years. From what it I is a great. Think. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have for me going into my thirties? You're you're uh, how old are you again? 32, 31? Oh, stop it! I'm thirty four. <laughs> Ah, uh, you got you got to start saying mid thirties. Are you saying that yet? Ugh, early thirties. <laughs> mid thirties is thirty five. Okay? That's the only number. That's <laughs> the only mid thirties, and then thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine. Mid mid thirties oh, no, as well. Thirty nine is late thirties. <laughs> oh god, yeah. God, what advice? I would say this yeah. is just purely from my experience: is don't overthink and don't overplan. Yeah. Because I've never really had a plan. I used to plan, but I ended up, you know, working in Newcastle and I'd planned to go to Sydney, but then I ended up going to Adelaide and then I was going to go back to Sydney and then I went to Melbourne and now I'm in Brisbane. And I, I just learned to not, 
it's good to have goals. Yeah. But yeah. don't if you I don't it's I don't know because I've never planned. Didn't plan to have a book and a book publisher came to me. I never planned to have this merch. Wow. I just came did, to you. I just That's did cool. shit and yeah. those little things that I had done um led to the big things. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that is the worst advice. I started writing a book purely for therapy, writing stories from my childhood, uh, basically because also I'm losing my memory. So I was writing it down to just try and remember what my parents had done for me. And that's how this book started. You know, a year later, Alan and Unwin were like, do you want to finish that and we'll publish it? And I was like, fucking hell, yes, please. Yeah. And then, you know, the pendants, they started as just a little tiny thing I was doing and and even merch, like just making tea towels and tote bags that started small and that led to the pendants. It led to, you know, I didn't have to set up a Shopify and sell pendants all at once because I'd done it. I'd just yeah. done it in small little chunks. You are learning as you were going. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it was it was never like, um, oh, I want to do stand-up shows. Let's do a sell-out national tour of 18,000 people. No, it was, you know, I, got, I had to get pushed into doing some smaller shows, which I didn't want to do, but the money was really good. So I was like, all right, I'll do a few more. Yeah. And then I sort of learned, um, oh, I actually really like being on stage. It's not as bad as I thought it was. You know, I'm not as terrified. It's like anything, you get more comfortable with it as you do it. Yeah, but I, you have I, to do it. I see that. Like when I became a school teacher, before that, I didn't even know I had it in me to even be a teacher, um, and mm. then yet alone talk to thirty-two kids in front of the class. I loved that. It's terrifying. I loved it. Terrifying, I loved it. Though. And then, and then I pivoted, yeah. and then started doing it on social media, which is taboo mm. in the education system. But mm-hmm. I had built rapport. I could literally say confidently that I would go to any school in Australia, and there'd be a handful of kids that know who I am. Isn't that powerful, mm. you know? And it's such a waste because, um, you know, they say, oh, this guy, he's doing the wrong thing on social media. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just being myself. And the kids relate to it. And I have the rapport with them. And then whatever I want to teach them, they'll they'll be wanting to listen because of the status. It's like, you know, when you have like a celebrity, remember at school and you have like some some like local hero or something come to school and you're just like, oh, my God, you you than the pen and the piece of paper. You're like, please sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, you're on your best behavior because you don't want them to like be like, who's this fucking kid? I'm <laughs> fucking kid. Sucks to be this kid. <laughs> but like that was me as a teacher. They they wanted to they wanted to you know be the like be on their best behavior and and impress me. And I'm like, mm. great. Do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, it was great. You it's, know? It's, it's just sad though. That, I mean, it was like the radio industry. You just had a lot of older, the older generation that just, they, they still don't understand it. No, they and don't. So, you know, it's, it's I mean, but that's for, for, especially for radio, social media is killing radio and television. Yeah. And um, I think social media as well needs to, I mean, you need to teach it in schools and it also needs to be more widely accepted and used by the teachers because they don't understand, you know, and I have parents say to me, oh, um, you know, what's your advice for kids who who are dealing with, you know, they might be gay or whatnot. And I'm like, well, social media is scary. It's terrifying. And as a parent, you absolutely need to monitor it. But what it can offer children is that access to a community that, you know, like, if you're out like rural, a safe space. You're not gonna, yeah, almost, yeah. you know, like if you are gay and you're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, who are you going to connect with? When you jump on Instagram, TikTok or Facebook, there's all these communities, there's all these people the same age, just like you, and you can connect with them and you're like, oh, my God, I understand who I am. I can talk to people so much easy. They get who I am. And it just, I think, it would alleviate a lot of uh, depression, anxiety, a lot of mental health issues. Um but you, you st- people are still so staunch about, oh, yeah, but there's cr- creepy adults. Yes, there are. But that, that yeah. shouldn't be the reason why yeah. you, you don't allow your kids on these platforms. Use them yourself, get to know them and what they're like and monitor it. And and when you were, you, I mean, you, you said it yourself, you were, your parents were part of a um, belonging um, and they, mm. they understood as understood that culture. So you were lucky, um, but yeah, being really. able to being able to help other kids transition into that is is super powerful. And super, especially, especially social media is a powerful tool to help achieve that. But then you have these Karens who come out and say, "No, no, you can't be doing this. You know, shield my kids, cotton wool him, and stuff like that." 
And um, and yeah, so excuse me, guys, the uh, the cricket's going because I'm recording this podcast and the wife's decided to, to fulfill an order right now. So um, if you can hear some buzzing, that's the cricket um, cutting <gasps> vinyls. So she's she's making, she's making, she's Look, making. Look, it's tough running a business. Yeah, it's, it's hard tough. work. It's tough. It's we share we share a space. It's fine. Twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not pissed off. It, uh, that pr- every time that printer makes a noise, I'm like, okay. yes, making money, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uber eats tonight. Print, print that fucking money there. That's that's how I see it. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. If you guys can hear that, that's her printing money. That's good. That's good. Good times. That's where do we? Time. Where do we find? What's the? Do you? Uh, how are you? How do you find running business? Your business? Uh, I'm still winging it as it goes. Um, for yeah. for me, for me, my photography business has blown up significantly through TikTok. That's great. Yeah, That's I remember, ins- isn't that insane? It's so good. It's so good. And and people like uh, they they wrote it off early. They were like, "You're doing these TikTok videos, Sev. What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just having fun," and I just post stuff that I enjoy. I'm not overthinking Who wrote it. it off. Um, just friends and and like other business people like i love i love yeah. disrupt i love disrupting the industry like i go in yeah. there like to me the the words uh uh, industry standards are curse words. It's like, there's no fucking such thing. Not anymore. Kids don't care. They just want to see what else is new, what's different, what catches their attention. Mm, Look shiny. at this tall guy. Yeah, what's shiny? You know, what's got the little red flower in the middle of it? I want it. Also, your height and being a photographer, I would be like, get that tall guy. I want yeah. him. Because no double chins. Just- no double chins from yeah. up here. Exactly. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, high-angled photos, great. But also, you're like... You can just capture all the action. Yeah, the group shots for the group shots. Like it's it's the best thing because like I detach my um because I have I put my strap on. Oh yeah, Ooh, the double, I've seen you the double. strap on. Hello. <laughs> And it's then I take hot. it. Yeah, it's it's a love of the holster thing. So I, I take the, it off. It's the and I put the it up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I embrace yeah, yeah. it. So, so right, and then so I get the wide angle, and then I'm like, hey guys, I'm gonna just uh, 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 take out my drone angle, and everyone just laughs yeah. at that, and it's, I'm just was, taking the photo. So funny. It's yeah. the best. <laughs> You don't need a drone. No. I love that you do that. Yeah. So, oh, but um, yeah, in the last month, I've announced that someone uh, booked me for Adelaide next year. And then now I've been having inquiries from Queensland, Sydney, like New South Wales, Victoria, even Tasmania. Those those it people over there. Um, <laughs> even New Zealand. <laughs> and, you know, let's from- not make fun of the Tasmanians. They are yeah. beautiful people. They are. They are. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've had the most from Tasmania, which is really cool. It's like if I go there, yeah. is there like going to be like a statue or something of me? Like a real. Uh, like, all right, let's not get too you know, full of yourself. Just give right, me a couple so more. Two, two weddings in Tasmania, and I'm like, <laughs> I'd like a statue here in the centre of the city, please. Hobart, please. I'll have one in Hobart. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been crazy, and I'm keen to see what happens next um, through this journey, and and yeah, just go from there. Um, And Mm. I really want to get more into the photography scene, like come come hang out with you and doing some funny photos, and you know, just whatever. I love your I love your Farkovsky, your Farkovsky range. Um, Has that has that gotten a bit of interest? Yeah, that uh, I think launching a fragrance that tells people to fuck off, that got a lot of interest and um, I learned how to launch a new product. Yeah. Like the, the fuck off flower pen, it sort of just happened really out of nowhere unexpectedly and then I was like, all right, well, let's properly launch something. So mm-hmm. I made an essential oil blend to fragrance. You just roll it on and um, the name came from a fan. Amanda yeah. Mullins came up with the name Fakovsky. People were suggesting a lot of things. So it was sort of just involving them all in this story. Yeah. And by doing that, I just got a lot of free publicity. I had billboard companies hit me up. I had billboard trucks. Um, I got an ad in Rolling Stone. That's amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so <laughs> insane. And, and that was just because uh, instead of just making something in secret, you know, in the labs and then just releasing it suddenly, I, I brought people in from the start. Yeah, that was the difference. And everyone wants to be involved. Yeah, and it's then a story. Yeah, the more people you get involved, the more people want to buy it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's that's what I learned from your um, from that, just watching that uh, unfold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hope other brands are seeing this because this is how you actually do it. Because people don't want, uh, okay, we need to design it, we need to have it perfect, and then we need a, a solid marketing campaign to attract as oh, many yeah. people as we can to make as many yeah. sales as we can. I was like, no, I want to know the original reason why you're selling sunglasses that have been sold before. Why? That's why I think TikTok has been so beneficial because suddenly you have all these humans having starting businesses and you create such a big personal connection. Yeah. You know, rather than Adidas releasing a shoe, it's, you know, Bob. He's releasing his custom shoe design. You're like, Great work, Bob. Love your shoe. I, you know, I've bought so much shit that I don't need off TikTok, and I fucking love it. Yeah, and, oh, I'm the know, same. Absolutely. Yeah, guilty. And I, I, it's just if you have a small business, you need to be on TikTok because yeah. Shopify have now partnered with them, and there is stuff that's going to be happening, and it's better to be ahead of. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm keen to see when, when uh, the Australians actually properly catch up, and then, like, I, I feel like I'm ahead of the trends as well. I'm the Australian photographer on TikTok now, like the wedding photographer. I don't see mm-hmm. anyone else. Like, I look at the hashtags and I go to the mm-hmm. top ones, and I'm all over them. And I'm just like, you That's know, yeah. so push that. <laughs> and by the time where everybody else catches up, I'll just be like, here are my crumbs. I'm booked yeah, out for exactly. five years. I'm going to Milan yeah. to shoot these weddings. <laughs> and, Just holding uh, in the Maldives for three yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, Canada, get that van going over there. and Get the nah. van going. Uh, but, yeah, we, we, a couple of a couple more cre- uh, specific questions, just a bit of fun ones for the viewers, uh, for the listeners. Um, what's the best compliment you've ever received? Um. Oh Jesus! I don't I don't like compliments. Yeah. That, well, I just I'm not very good at receiving compliments. Um, the the ones that I love are when people stop you on the street and they say, "Yeah, fuck off, yeah," <laughs> and they just like scream, "Fuck off!" And I'm like, "That's exactly what I want. That's what I want. Just someone to walk past and scream, awesome. fuck off' at me. Love your awesome. stuff. Fuck off!" And then everyone looks, and I'm like, "This is the greatest." <laughs> Um, I've had two, that's happened twice and they're both from um, older ladies and I just, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm getting there. Like this is the best. Oh, and it just means so... you're on the right path. You know, if people yeah. are stopping you and saying, I yeah. love your videos, then. It's, it's so great. good. They, mm. uh, I like, I, I go to the, every time I go to the shops, so the kid, like, like they stop and they like, they oh pull God. their mum, mum, can we get a photo with, with Sev? Oh, and the parents are like, who the fuck is that? Like, who's this who guy with a moustache? Yeah. The moustache? <laughs> is, is that a oh. white van that he got out of? What the fuck? <laughs> sort of. Sort of shit. You're calling the police. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. How do you know my child? I'm like, I've never yeah. seen them in my life. Please don't. Uh, you know, here's my working with children's check. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you're just wearing it around your neck at all times. That's it. That's it. So, and then, and then, but uh, honestly, it, that hasn't actually happened. I remember actually one time I had a phone call in the middle of the night. I've never told this story before. So this is a Christian Hull exclusive. Um, oh I had a phone call. Like, I don't know why even I even was awake, but she called me and she was like, um, why are you talking to my child on social media? And I'm like, okay, that narrows it down a little bit. Um, I'm uh, Firstly, I'm an educator and I have a following on social media and children yeah. ask me questions all the time and I have nothing to hide. I'm not a, an idiot. I don't yeah. talk um, inappropriately to children because that's how you just – just go to jail. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's like, my child uh, messaged you on Instagram and you responded. And I'm like, is that a, is that like a felony now? Yeah. I'm a is teacher. That- I teach children. Yeah. Man, is I that talk like to a them thing? all the time, every day. Yeah. Like- and then she wanted proof and she was highly, highly intoxicated and I could smell oh. it through the phone. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, she was about to like uh, like throw down, and I'm just like, it's the middle of the night, lady. What do you want? You know, like, do you want do you want me to sign you your shirt or something? You know, like, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? 
No, well, clearly she didn't. Yeah. And then I, 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 she? I ended up doing my teacher thing and diffuse the situation. And I said, give me a call mm. in the morning. Uh, I really wanted to say when you sobered up, but that would have triggered her heart. <gasps> I really wanted to. And mm. never heard from her for again. And that was it. Um, I think yeah. she must have sobered up in the morning, looked at the uh, the whole thing and said, yep, I yeah. was... Yeah. I went full Karen drunk mode. So yeah, yeah, that was that was scary. But yeah, like I love, I love. I've got my. I don't know if you've seen some of the photos, but every time a kid wants to take a photo with me, I do the whole. I just lean on them on their head, like that's. Ah, uh, of course. They yeah. love it. They absolutely love it, and the the parents get a kick out of it. It's like they made their day. That's why I do it. You know, it's so surreal still though, because I'm just like. The, I, I got looks before, but that was because I was a taller than everybody, yeah. like by Nine a foot, foot. four. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but now it's just uh, it's fun because I'm doing something with it. I feel like I'm um, mm. creating something where the kids have that community space where they can see me do my thing. You know, interview um, cool people like yourself, and you know, be myself and say fuck the school system. I'm doing my own thing. Oh, I'm succeeding in it by the way because I actually mm. took a chance. Mm. I think it's so powerful, you know. So many kids are lost out there, whether it's their sexuality or they just don't know what they want to do with their, in their life. And then they see us living our best life. And I reckon that's really important to document. And you do that so well. And that's why I'm like, um, I love watching your stuff. And I'm just like, man, the people watching this. And even on Facebook, when I stalked you, um, I saw like, you know how you see the people that like, that you have friends that like the videos and you can see their names first. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, got, I, I could see a few names coming up and I'm just like, man, that, that's so cool. We have mutual mutual fans. And then now I'm going to upload it. And they're like, oh my God, you talked to Christian Hull. That's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, go listen to it. Here's What's my link. Like in, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <He's a> dickhead. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I guess. But um, oh, here's here's one uh, one of my favorites. Um, if uh, well, how would your parents describe what you do for a living? Oh God. Uh, um, oh, God, did I ask Mum at one point? She's like, oh, he just does he does things on on the internet. I'm like what? Makes videos. I think they would say that I would I would just do let's stick with stand up comedy. Yeah. Oh, who's a stand up comedian? Don't <laughs> ask any more questions about it, please. <laughs> you know, you know the chat with the birds and the bees. What about the chat um with your parents about what grinder is? Have you had that chat with them? No. Um <laughs> oh, I told them cuz they they used to ask um god they were so ridiculous. They could never be like, do you have a boyfriend? They'd be like, do you have a special friend? I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, you know, a special friend. I'm like, someone I'm having sex with regularly? They're like, oh, stop. Oh, no, no. That's. I'm like, come on, just ask for Christ's sakes. And um, I knew exactly what they meant and I was just trying to make them say, are you just having sex? making it awkward for them. Um, yeah, they – no, I would just be like, oh, yeah, you don't need to worry. Like I'm on an app called Grinder, and then I hook up with a lot of random people and they're like, oh, what? That is not safe. I'm like, no, it's perfectly safe. I've been doing it for four years, mum. It's fine. <laughs> and they just, they've just stopped asking. They came to a stand-up show where I, where I, there were some stories about some previous encounters that I've had and, you know, they've just learnt to never ask again after hearing all of that. I've had but I that. never, yeah, I've had I don't. That. I hate people. I hate people so much that I don't want a relationship. Never been nice. in one. Nice. There's a, a friend of mine um, back in the day. Her name's Beck Charlwood. You may have heard of her. She's a comedian in Sydney uh, now. She moved from Perth. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. She she uh, started with those sort of stories, and um, and I remember her mum rocked up to one of her gigs, and she was just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Uh, yeah. But she's doing well. She did a show in the Opera House a few weeks ago. I was super impressed. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's so insane. cool. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Um, all right, yeah. a couple more questions. I'll let you go. But um, yeah. one of the things, um, um, I um, mean, I'm a big fan of chicken wings. That, that would be my mm. my preference. What would you pick for your last meal? I'm not going to say what's your favorite cheese food. Hey, Cheese plate. Cheese plate. You're a big uh, cheese connoisseur. I love cheese so much. Hey, so, I mean, I got to Sabine, 700 kilos Christian of cheese. Christian loves cheese a lot. Oh, my God, I love you, 
Do you hear that? <laughs> is, she, is she like a, obsessed with cheese? She's, she's from Holland, of course. She's Dutch. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Favorite type of cheese? Don't stutter. Swiss. Oh, I love Swiss. Mine's oh, Pradera. Mine's Pradera. What's Pradera? Oh, oh my God. Okay. You're gonna, someone's going to have a new. Yeah, write that down. Pradera. Christian's never had Pradera. Or soft. Excellent. Please, please go and go to the Euro shop or whatever they get the fancy cheeses from, oh, Calculus okay. Brothers, and get yourself mm-hmm. some Pradera. And mm. it's a little bit aged, it's a little bit orange. And I want you to, I want you to film it and say, and yeah. mention me because you know clout. But um, Pradera. yeah, Pradera. I want you Pradera. to have Pradera, please. And right. I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope it's what I feel. But yeah, if you like Swiss be. and Jalsberg, because I do love both of those, mm. Pradera. It's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> We can just water, uh, mouth water about those um, for for days, for days. Favorite drink, Christian. Favorite uh, be- alcoholic beverage, non-alcoholic beverage. What would it be? I don't really drink. Go-to is ooh, gin and tonic. Ooh. But then I love a nice tea. Herbal tea. I herbal love tea. herbal tea. Nice. I'm old. Give me the herbs. <laughs> herbal tea's all right. Herbal tea's really nice when, especially when you want to go for a nap. You know, it's a good little oh, nightcap in a way. All right. Uh, one final question: um, If there's any advice for anybody um, about anything in the world, what would it be? Oh, Jesus, why do I feel like I'm like Miss Universe and I've got 30 seconds to answer that question? <laughs> you can take um, as long as you want. God. It could be related to every, anything we talked about. Like cliche. Oh, I don't know. It's all so fucking cliche. Just be yourself. Uh, no. <laughs> um, I don't really, ha- I don't have any. Like, I genuinely. The, the only thing is when you're scared to do something, just you just got to push through it. Just push through it because it will pass and then you'll become an expert at it and it might be scary. But um, And if you have a small business, get onto TikTok. That's, there you go, two pieces of advice. That's awesome. That's, that's it. Perfect. Push through. You're like, oh, I don't want to do TikTok. I don't, I'm just too old. No, you're not. There are 70-year-olds. There are 90-year-olds on TikTok. If you want a successful business, you've got to be on TikTok. Perfect. I love that. I love that. Eh, there it is. Christian Hull on uh, on the, the Sevo show, uh, March 1st. Oh, it's autumn. Look at that. Oh, my favorite season is upon us. Autumn. And uh, Christian Hull is here. Thanks you. Thanks you. <laughs> Thank you for joining everybody and listening in. Um, please share this with your friends and uh, tell everybody about it because i'm going to interview a few more people and uh yeah what a way to start i think this is the peak of the show for this season so if you really don't want to uh, listen after this then it's, whatever it's probably the bar is low <laughs> the bar is set low. really low with me uh on the show next carl sandilands um, <gasps> i'm trying to get our premiere on the podcast as a joke um but i think that it's actually closer to happening for real because everybody's on the bandwagon i just keep i just keep posting random funny comments on his facebook page every time he makes a post so even if it's like a cheeky 10 minute interview like a thing but anyway christian thank you so much for joining us uh everybody thank you for um listening uh christian holt tell me just quickly because we almost forgot about your book and how we can find it Oh shit! I don't even know. Uh, Google it. <laughs> I say for everything. People go, "Where can they find you?" I'm like, "I just Google Christian Hull. It'll you'll find something." Christian H U double L and the book titled "Leave Me Alone." Leave you alone. Leave me alone by Christian Hull. Soon to be an audio book, which I'll be very eager oh, to yeah. listen to. Have you done and the recording? Dave's recording that. Yep, I did. Ooh, In this very hotel room, recording. wearing this very outfit. <laughs> It's very microphone. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. All right. So, everybody, get onto it. Uh, very 
fascinating and interesting man. I'm looking forward to your journey. Um, Sabine's keen to have a little bit of a chat after the uh, recording. So, uh, oh, I don't I'll... want to take up time. I just want to stare at your face. She is? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Uh, all right, guys. I'll see you soon. Yeah.